Porn Free Radio, episode 121, The Hero's Journey with Ben Fraser. Welcome to Porn Free Radio. This is the podcast where motivated guys who want to quit looking at porn, get hope, and take action. Even if you feel lost right now or out of control, you can recover and live a meaningful life, free from shame and full of love. Now here's your host, coach and podcaster, Matt Dobschutz. Well, welcome back to Porn Free Radio. I'm excited to welcome back our guest who, if you've listened to Porn Free Radio for a while, you've heard before, Ben Fraser. He first joined us in episode 24, where we talked about creativity. Ben is a filmmaker. He's a musician. He's the creator of the Brick House web series, uh, which is a musical about porn addiction, uh, which is a hilarious uh, piece. And there's two seasons of it on YouTube. Uh, ben is a great friend of the show and most recently has joined me uh, as my coaching coordinator in sprint coaching and rev group coaching. And he is the one who's uh, following up with guys and helping onboard guys who are signing up for coaching. And so we're partnering together and he's also doing some stuff with uh, Porn Free Radio. And so I'm happy to have him here, both as a friend, as someone I respect, uh, someone who's on the journey of recovery, and now someone who I'm partnering with. So Ben, welcome back to Porn Free Radio. Well, it's great to be here, Matt. Thanks for having me back again. Yeah. Well, today we're going to talk about the hero's journey, which was made famous by uh, Joseph Campbell. And right. we're going to talk a little bit about your journey and, and, and how the hero's journey relates to us as guys uh, letting go of porn and on this recovery uh, uh, work. But I'd love to find out what's been going on with you. We last talked to you when season two of Brickhouse uh, launched. And what's been going on with you the last uh, uh, year or so? Yeah, well, um, the uh, Brickhouse web series came out, and um, I was very happy with that. Um, and uh, then my life actually went through a big transition. Um, a relationship ended, and I had to move, and uh, all different kinds of things happened. So it was a bit of a, um, my life was a bit of in an in a upheaval for a while. But uh, I finally landed, and uh, things have kind of all settled down again, and um, happy to be... Uh, talking about this topic again. Well, hey, I would love to, to ask just a, a deeper question of, you had some transition, a relationship ended. Yeah. How did, how did that affect you emotionally? And then how did it, how did it affect recovery? Yeah, that is a deeper question. It's, um, no, my recovery took a hit. Um, that's the simple way to say it. Um, it's hard when you're kind of have, you know, your life feels sort of stable and then all of a sudden it's not stable. And, um, and I, I kind of was working on my self care, but that kind of fell by the wayside actually. And I felt kind of disconnected from the things that kind of kept me sober. And so I kind of fell back into some old, old patterns. Well, well, I mean, so what were some of the feelings you were feeling? Oh, you know, <laughs> uh, loneliness, um, anxiety, anxiety about like what's going to happen next, um, how did, you know, and and sort of some anger and, and confusion about the end of the relationship because it, 
it kind of happened suddenly and and then my new living situation was not ideal um and so there were just all these things that um were really challenging going on and you know i i i didn't really use the resources that i had either because i am connected to different groups and different people and i kind of use them I wish I'd used them more, basically. I wish I'd been a little bit more connected to um, to the support system. Well, it, it's interesting you mentioned that you were feeling lonely. And sometimes lonely can be a part of that, uh, that part of the feeling wheel related to sadness or depression. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes boredom can be in there too. So just the sense of being cut off, being lonely... Uh, kind of falls into the sadness category. Anxiety, worried about what's happening, what what's going to happen next, that's kind of in fear, the fear category. Yep. Yep. And then obviously some of the ways that it ended and uh, left you left you angry and a little upset, and so there's anger. So you basically had the trifecta <laughs> of powerful feelings, uh, sadness, anger, and and fear. Well, then there was this other piece, which I, I just thought of right now, which is that one of the reasons I was staying sober was for the relationship. And then when the relationship's over, and then it's like, well, I, well, she doesn't care any, anymore. That I mean, that is a danger to having sort of an external why, because uh, when your wife isn't home or she goes away or your girlfriend breaks up with you, all of a sudden your why goes with her. <laughs> exactly. And, and, uh, and that's tough. And I, you know, it's funny, I've coached guys who have gotten out of relationships or who have lost marriages and they have to go deeper and ask themselves, why am I doing this for me? Uh, she's not here anymore, uh, as a reason. Right. And so they have to challenge themselves. How do I find meaning in recovery? Uh, even if I'm single. Yeah. And you know, I I've I've been in recovery long enough, and I've been through enough relationships where I have actually been in the place where a relationship ended, and I was still able to stay stay sober um, for quite a while. But it does take it does take a lot more uh, focus and energy to do that than when kind of everything's fine, you know. So where are you at right now, just in terms of um, how are you feeling about recovery right now? I'm feeling good about recovery. Um, I'm. It's been what uh, seventy-five days, eighty days, or something like that for me. Um, so, and you know, part of it actually has to do with my life kind of being more stabilized, and that has to. And anxiety um, is kind of gone down, and uh, the relationship is feeling really solid. And um, so, I guess, I guess the more the uh, takeaway from this is like the more kind of like stable my life feels, the easier it is to be sober. Yeah, I mean, when you're anticipating threats and looking forward, the more that you can create stability in your life, the safer you'll be. Right. And and we don't always think of that. A lot of times when we go at life, we kind of react to things. But when you're in recovery, uh, it's worth it to try to look forward and, and say, well, what's what's this transition going to be like for me? Um you know, I was talking to a guy the other day who's just leaving one job and moving to another. Yeah. And on the surface, it's just like, well, I'm taking a new job. But, you know, when he tells 
the the old job that he's leaving, they have reaction and there's emotion and and it's a hard call to leave and and it it makes things different and and when we are recovering people and we are dealing with transitions and dealing with emotion, all of a sudden something that seems pretty cut and dry, like I am giving my two weeks notice, all of a sudden becomes powerful feelings. And and if we're not aware of that stuff, then we really get blindsided sometimes by the feelings. And there's things that you can't prepare for, obviously. A breakup, right. you can't prepare for uh, death, you can't prepare for There's all sorts of things in life that happen to us. But there's a lot that we have control over uh, and can can see coming and and anticipate. So the key is to anticipate and plan and do as much as you can. And then uh, hopefully those structures keep you safe when things are out of control. Right. Yeah, it's interesting because one of the biggest um, sort of things that happened to me that that uh, kind of kicked off <laughs> kicked off a, a, a big porn a big porn binge and also ended up leading to me being starting to finally get committed to recovery was uh, my dad had a heart attack um which was very oh. unexpected and he he li- he survived but he he almost died and that just kicked up all kinds of feelings for me that I didn't really know what to do with and you know I used the self-medication of porn at the time so that was that was kind of a main a, a big event for me um, was so, that was that recent or was that recent no, or was that back at the beginning? This was back. This was like when I started. Basically, when I first started trying to get sober. So that was like fifteen, eighteen years ago, or whatever it was. Yeah, that's how long I've been doing this. Wow. So that was that was kind of the catalyst. Is and you know we're talking about the hero's journey. Was that when the hero's journey started for you? Sure, <laughs> you could say that. Yeah, so you want to? Shall we transition to the hero's journey? Sure. Well, you know, I, I, it just makes I. A lot of times, you know, I, I've heard the hero's journey starts with with uh, the hero is in kind of paradise or is at home. Yeah. Um, things things are peaceful, so it's like it's like the hobbits are in the Shire, and it's this yeah. sort of normal life. Right. But then something happens that creates. The challenge, you know. So. Yes, I think it might be good here to talk about like what the hero's journey is. Um, you mentioned it at the top of the show that it has to do with Joseph Campbell, and as I understand it, the the idea of the hero's journey is that Joseph Campbell analyzed um, a lot of stories from different cultures and different times, and he found that there are certain elements um, common in every single story and kind of like recorded history, and some of the elements are. Um, the call to adventure and uh, refusing the call and meeting with the mentor and uh, tests allies and enemies and going through the ordeal and then the road back and and so on and um, I thought that many of these things could really be applied to thinking about quitting pornography um, because it's easy I think to think about this struggle we have um, that we're like losers or perverts or, or you know, we, that we should be ashamed of it. But what if we reframe it as this is an opportunity for us to be a hero, to go up against demons and tests and kind of, you know, triumph? Yeah. So, like, I mean, 
just to kind of dig into the hero's journey, I mean, we've seen this play out over and over. I mean, the the one that comes up a lot is Star Wars. You know, it's the classic hero's journey. You know, I have Luke Skywalker. He's on uh, whatever the sand planet is. Tatooine, is it? I don't know. And... And it's it's a powerful way to tell a story, basically, and that um, is kind of like uh, pretty universal. Yeah, you, I mean, you see it in in all types of stories. It's in Tommy Boy. <laughs> uh, it's in. Uh, uh, I mean, it's in uh, 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 obviously the Hobbit movies and and things like that. It's yeah, you see it all the well, time. Well, this and a the lot of the super hero. yeah, a lot of the comic book movies. Uh, we look for this unconsciously, and when it's not there, when a beat is missed. Um, we walk out of the movie going, you know, that movie wasn't that good. And it's usually because they missed one of these story elements. Right. And uh, so I like this idea that you're applying it to our journey out of porn addiction. How, what are some of the beats that we uh, experience in the hero's journey in, in related to our story? Right. Well, I mean, the call to adventure, I guess, that's, well, the first is the, actually, let me back up. The first step is the ordinary world. So that's just, there's a time when, in the beginning of the story, you kind of establish what's what's going on. And for us as addicts, it might be like, you know, looking at porn on a regular basis. Um, so the call to adventure would be somewhere along the way, somebody gets the idea that it, well, the the hero, who, whoever this is, um, gets the idea that like maybe maybe pornography is not what what you want to do maybe there's a better life without porn so that i would say is the call to adventure yeah i think i think for me like i i knew maybe something was wrong with porn and i i tried to stop on my own but it was really when my wife caught me downloading Mm -hmm. porn and and all my secrets came out that the ordinary world became kind of shattered and and then there was this decision was i going to keep hiding and trying to maintain the 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 illusion that everything was okay or was i going to do something different and it's like it was kind of the call to adventure am i going to really run with this now that i've been exposed or am i going to still try to keep hiding right and then the refusal of the call um i suppose you could think of that as you know, just like, forget it. This is too hard. I can't do it. Um, which I think, um, happens multiple times, uh, for us, uh, in addiction. But, um, was there a point where that happened for you or you kind of, you know, decided to quit porn and then you kind of like decided like, forget it. I can't do it. Yeah. I think it's, it's, as you said, it's multiple times. I think it can come up in a relapse, but I also think it can, uh, come, uh, lately, I've been thinking this a lot. Of, it, it comes in the agreement with a mistaken belief. Mm-hmm, right. So it's when you agree with the belief that, hey, I can't recover or, hey, uh, the, the one I hear a lot lately is I can't get past 30 days uh-huh. or I can't get past seven days. Uh, somewhere in your mind, you've agreed with this mistaken belief that there's some sort of time limit on your ability to stay away from porn. Right that inevitably you'll go back. And so I think that's kind of the that resistant that resistance that comes up in the hero is that doubt like hey, you've never been past 7 days, so it must must mean that you're doomed to be always stuck at the 7-day mark. Right. 
so why don't you just give into porn? I, I mean, I, I love your Brickhouse series because you've personified uh, that that tempting voice or that doubting voice as uh, Jerry the Wolf, right? And and Jerry, at some point, goes, "Hey, you know, you never get past <laughs> seven days. Why don't you look at some pics?" Uh, what's, that's a pretty good imitation of the voice yeah there. well you're like you're like i was listening to it today and uh oh, he's like, what what do you think angela's up to maybe she's <laughs> posted something lately mm. and then uh, neil says what since 2 a.m <laughs> <laughs> so so but i think that's what when we start listening to that doubting voice um uh, it can, and, you know, obviously we can see it in a relapse. You know, a lot of times we're we're trying to figure out what happened in a relapse, and I think it's that for a moment we agreed with doubt, we agreed with that part of us that uh, doesn't want to recover, or agreed with that sort of part of us that wants to to pretend like we could go back to it and nothing would, there would be no consequences, but. Hmm. Um, but there is that sense of like, you know, I think when the, in the hero's journey, there's this point where the hero realizes he can't go home again. Right. That, you know, I think in, you know, Frodo's case, he realizes that the Shire is going to be overrun with uh, whatever those evil creatures are and yeah. darkness is going to come and that, that home as he remembered it, he might never get back there. That's a really interesting point. Um, I think that that's really relevant. Yeah. In Star Wars, Luke goes back and his, his foster parents are dead. So it's like he doesn't really, ha- he doesn't have a home. Yeah. And, it, and and I think that, I think that, that I've told clients this, I've told guys in Rev Group Coaching, I've said, guys, I've ruined porn for you forever. Right. If you're, if you're on this journey now, if you've made a plan if you've started looking at the patterns, the things that are pulling you back to porn, the structures in your life that make it easy to go to porn, the mistaken beliefs you're agreeing with, uh, if you're ignoring threats, um, but you're aware of them now, <laughs> right? it's never going to be the same. You're never going to have the same idyllic uh, experience with porn that maybe you once had. You're always going to be aware of, oh, I'm probably trying to numb this powerful feeling or right. I'm still trying to hide and I'm not showing the true self to people. It's and, true. And, and yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't feel good about that. I mean, it's never, it, it's never really very satisfying, but once you start on this journey, it, it starts to really, um, porn starts to lose its, um, any ability to, to be satisfying at all. <laughs> I used to have a fantasy Ben in it and, it was kind of like this. It's kind of embarrassing because it's a it's an illogical fantasy. But I would kind of fantasize of what if my wife wasn't around anymore? Not, not I didn't think if uh, oh my god I want my wife to die or I want to be divorced. But if you didn't have somebody looking over your shoulder um, who was noticing, yeah, right. It's just that sense of well, then I would I would tell myself, you know, well then I would be free to do whatever I wanted. I could get the I, th- I remember at one point I was like, I could get the Playboy channel and who, you know, or whatever. I could, I could even get the hardcore channels, whatever, and pay 25 bucks a month and, yeah. and I could look at porn whenever I wanted. And then at some point I would go, Matt, 
when you can look at all the porn you want, you become miserable. Like you disconnect, right. you feel like crap, you're lonely, you're isolated. It's like, so it's like the, the recovered part of myself started talking to this sort of fantasy and just saying, listen, you, you, you wouldn't even get past the first month without calling AT&T to cancel it because you wouldn't be able to survive <laughs> in that kind of state. And then once you did that, once, once you did, well, once you did that, then you'd be looking around going, man, what am I going to do? How am I going to get connection in my life? And, and, you know, and so where's my, you know, you'd start thinking about how do I get my wife back? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So. Yeah. Porn is ruined forever. So what does it look like to return home or what's, what, how does the, how does the hero press through? What is. Yeah. What is, well, there's a whole bunch of, there's a whole bunch of steps um, after that. Um, so one, one of them is uh, meeting with the mentor. Okay. So right. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I think in many ways you're a mentor, um, or you can be. I mean, you you could. I mean, different people serve different functions at, for different, you know, in different situations. But yeah, I think obviously you're a, you're a mentor in many ways. Um. So, but you you've had mentors as well, and um. So have I. Um. So, who is your mentor? Well, I talk about a guy a lot. Um that there was a guy named John who I knew who actually was a part of the ministry I led, but he just had a really strong recovery. I mean, he's probably at like 17 years of sobriety now. Wow. And, um, and so when I was, I was in kind of the hero's journey. I had taken up this, uh, uh, this adventure of leading this recovery group, even right. though I hadn't, fixed everything in my own life. I, I mean, I wasn't in, I wasn't, uh, leading out of some place of hypocrisy, but I still was still trying to work out sobriety and yeah. still had some slips. And, and so, um, so as I'm sort of dealing with some of those doubts and trying to get healthy structures in place, but at the t same time leading others and helping others, uh, John came alongside and just gave me good feedback about healthy things he did. I mean, he's, uh, you know, I, I talk in episode five about a travel plan and that was, yeah. came directly from John. Oh, okay. That uh, was a good, that was a good John, episode. Yeah. John helped me with just even dealing with some of that higher level stuff with, you know, how do you deal with temptation in public and how do you deal with objectifying women? Um, John modeled, uh, one thing he, he modeled was, was confession, but not confession like I've sinned or I've done something wrong, but but more like saying, hey, I'm feeling a pull towards this person or I'm feeling something isn't quite right um, and would just sort of expose his inner life to me even before I would even think it was, uh, you know, it wasn't a confession in the sense. It was more of like, a, let me invite you into what I'm thinking Right. So that I can bring the light in and I, I'm not stuck with obsessive thinking. You know what I'm, you know what I'm hearing, um, Matt, is you're talking is that you're talking about sort of he gave you some specific sort of strategies and stuff. But it seems like he also gave you hope, which might be even more powerful than than some of the strategies. 
It's true. There were many times that I stayed sober or wanted to stay sober out of sort of seeing John and the hope that he gave. It would be kind of like whenever I would have that that Jerry voice that would say, who are you kidding? No one can stay porn free. <laughs> right. You know, it was almost like, yeah, but what about John? And Jerry would be silenced by that. You know, right. he would go, oh, yeah, I guess he is a pretty uh, – <laughs> he, he does have 10 years, and and he does deal with that, and he figured out a way to not look at porn. Yeah. So there was that sort of hope. And, you know, part of when I started Porn Free Radio, you know, that tagline, take hope and take action, the idea was that – or, you know, you're going to get some hope here, hopefully, that there's a guy like you who has figured some stuff out, isn't perfect, but is moving forward without porn in his life. Right. And and it requires action. It requires you doing something. You can't just listen and listen and become porn-free through osmosis. But yeah. But, yeah, the hope hope is what helps us, you know. Well, just, I mean, I think it's kind of powerful just to see somebody like him or, or like you who is like, oh, yeah, porn is a problem for me, but I've taken it out of, you know, I removed it from my life and it's it's not a factor anymore. Well, well back to back to the guide, too, you know, in 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 the um, in the Star Wars story, you know, you have Obi-Wan Kenobi and later Yoda who see the potential in the hero. And right. encourage it and draw it out and say, you can do this and you have a destiny and you have uh, a heritage and a, and this stuff with inside you and, and really encourage that. And I mean, that's another thing, you know, um, John once got up in front of our group and he said something really powerful. He said, uh, you might not have any hope right now for yourself, like he's talking to the men and women in front of us. And he said, but I have hope for you because I know what's happened in my life and I know it can happen for you. So even if you're sitting there without hope, I'm going to hold on to hope for you. Yeah. And I got it. I got a letter from someone about a year after that. And he said, you know, that was the most powerful thing that was said in my group that year because I was hopeless but right. this guy standing up there passionately telling me that he was going to hold on to hope in a weird way gave me a little trickle of hope. Hmm. Um, like I believed him. And so I think that the mentor, that guide, you know, one of the things they do is they give hope, but they also, they believe in you and they, they encourage and, and show you, you know, maybe some strategies and s- some of the way, um, that enable you to, to, to step into the, the hero. Yep. Well, um, there are a bunch more steps in the hero's journey, but maybe for time, I'll just kind of focus on, on two of the, two of the big ones. So one, another step is that once the hero kind of embarks on this journey, there are tests, allies, and enemies. So the hero gets tested and, um, in many ways. So we all know about that. Um, we all know that there are many tests that, that, and, um, threats to our sobriety, uh, all the time. Um, but then there are also allies. So we can find allies to help us in the journey and, and that can take different forms. Um, but I mean, you've said many times that you, you, you can't really do this alone. So we have to find people who are going to be 
who are going to give us support in various ways. And it could be our partner. It could be our accountability partner. It could be a group, you know, support group. Um, so so we, it's important for us to find those allies. Yeah, I think that that probably is the, the once guys get in recovery, that's the biggest stumbling block is a lack of allies and and also a sense of still wanting to do it on their own. You know, we've all seen the story. This is probably, you know, just as popular as the hero journey, but the the it's where the hero tries to do it on his own and rejects his friends. Yeah. And then has to then realizes that his friends and the team Right. Uh, is the thing that's actually going to be the thing that helps him win and helps them helps him win the day. Yeah. Then he has to come back humbly, ask for help. His friends <laughs> reluctantly come back on board, and then he ends up leading them to the the victory. Uh, we right. see that all the time, but it's true in recovery. We want to do it on our own. If anything, some of our relapses and kind of dabbling trying to go back home, trying to go back to the addiction is a resistance of of looking for those allies and being a part of that team. Right. Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, so, um, so at the end, well, actually, there's two more steps. So there's um, uh, the hero takes possession of the treasure, the reward. <laughs> so for us... Um, Working on sobriety, I think that's that's what it is. It's it's being porn free. It's being sober, and the kind of like the life that comes with that is the reward, and not being kind of like um, uh, 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 I want to say a, a slave or a prisoner to our to our um, appetites. Um, that might be extreme language, but um, but yeah, kind of freeing freeing from the addiction is the reward. It's kind of like when Indiana Jones gets the the uh, the golden statue, and then all of a sudden the boulder comes after him. <laughs> it's like for a moment he's like, "Yes, I got it," and then all of a sudden he's running for his life because a boulder's coming after him. Uh, I think that's a little bit about th- that. Actually, is a good picture of our recovery too. We get these moments of clarity where we're like, "Okay, this is what I'm called to be." Mm-hmm. This is how I. This is how I'm going to live in alignment, and uh, and if we're not careful, um, or if we're not aware of our surroundings, that boulder can come right after. Yeah, uh, and it's it's not just the tempting voice, but it's just like you were talking about your life this last year. Life happens to guys who are in recovery. Girlfriends break up with you. People get sick. Uh, you lose your job. And the challenge is, am I going to press into recovery or am I going to react to these life things and, and, and just be hit by the boulder? Yeah. And so I, th- I think that becomes the bigger thing is how do we move forward? How do we keep the, the treasure um, but deal with these things that come up? Right, right. Well, um. And that kind of leads to the to the last piece, which um, is uh, returning with the uh, the treasure. Um, but one of the things that happens for the hero is the hero kind of ends up becoming a mentor for other people. 
And um, I know that's something that you've talked about in um, one of your episodes is like one of the one of the most important kind of steps in recovery is actually becoming uh, like a sponsor or um, uh, uh, su- uh, supporting somebody else um, who's kind of earlier on in their recovery. Yeah, I mean, uh, for me, there were many days that I stayed sober because I had to speak on Monday night or because I had to lead a group of guys. And, you know, you might think, oh, well, Matt, that's kind of white knuckling or whatever. No, my life was structured in such a way that every week I was reminded of why I was doing this. And by serving others, it actually uh, kept the momentum and motivation. And, yeah. and even now, I mean, I, I've uh, started this business, you know, after a layoff from work and, and feeling feelings of some of the rejection uh, going to work on a Tuesday morning. By the way, it was Friday, uh, two years ago, Friday, um, the 23rd, that, you know, I went to uh, went to work on my bike, a bike commute, took a shower, got to my desk, uh, and then got called to a meeting where they laid me off. And, and I wow. was take, taking an Uber home with my bike in a box. Oh. Now, for two years now, I've worked at home. I guarantee that if I didn't have Porn Free Radio, I didn't have the support of my recovery community, I didn't have uh, some of these guys I was working with and the support of my wife, I I don't think I would have made it the last two years without dabbling or looking at something or yeah. slipping. So it's in, in, a, in a weird way. So it continues to keep give me momentum and, and purpose and meaning in being porn free. Yes. Well, I mean, also there's the, also the aspect of just, you know, having to teach somebody else is is the way that it kind of uh, reinforces all the concepts, right? Um, right. So if you weren't doing a podcast every week and coaching everything, um, coaching on a daily basis, um, some of these ideas might um, not be so fresh in your mind. Well, but I, I, I tell you, the, the I guess the one thing that's worth noting is if I wasn't doing this, I'd have to be doing something. Right. So, um, you know, so for many years before the podcast, I, I led a ministry and that's, that's kind of what I did. But, right. But if I quit the podcast tomorrow, if I want to stay sober, I'm going to have to be a mentor. I'm going to have to continue to, to connect with people, uh, even if it's just at my church in order to, to really stay on the right path. Yeah. So not everyone's called to lead a podcast on porn. <laughs> right. Or, or to even start a ministry, but I think everyone is called to stay connected and help others because that helps us. Right. Yep, I agree. And and, and I I honestly think a lot about this on Porn Free Radio that that the 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 guy who's listening to Porn Free Radio is the hero in the yep. story. Yeah. Um, and if if I make myself the hero, or if people get too much of Matt, uh, they lose track of their own destiny and their right. own uh, hero's journey. And that's where the power is in recovery. Yeah, is when you when you take up the cause, when you take up the call to adventure, when you press through the reluctance. 
and take action, that's when things really happen. And so yeah. as much as I can, that's when I that's what I try to do is get excited about that and keep keep an eye on that. Right. Because you can I mean, you can't do and you can't do it for them. You exactly. Know? You're right. Well, this has been a great conversation, Ben, and I I love connecting with you again and I just think your your creativity comes through your and your own story. I mean, you've you've been working on this and dealing with your own recovery and, and trying to make sense of it. And uh, I think it really is valuable to just hear hear you kind of process through this and think think through this. So this is a great concept that you brought us. Well, thanks, Matt. I appreciate it. It's really fun to talk about. Yeah, and I love the fact that you're uh, partnering with me and and you're going to be helping guys, you know, get started and and uh, we're looking at ways to maybe even create some new coaching opportunities and new ways to to learn some of the content that we talk about here and go deeper and you're going to be a big part of that and and uh and even if it's just replying to an email and giving guys giving guys some of the next steps you know that's that's just helping them um move forward and and i think it's a it's great that you're a a safe person and also a person who cares about their journey um, and so I'm happy to have you uh, partnering with me, and, and uh, it's going to be fun. And uh, I'm looking, I'm looking that that I think this will be a great, great thing to continue to help more guys um, take action and move forward. Well, thanks so much, Matt, for uh, giving me the opportunity. I I feel like this is actually a really good step in my recovery. Um, plus, it's just uh, it's fun to work with you. So yeah, thanks. If you want to email me, email me Matt at PornFreeRadio.com, Matt at PornFreeRadio.com, and uh, feel free to ask questions or let me know a little bit about your journey. And if there's anything you need me to keep private, please let me know uh, in case I want to read your letter on the air. All right. Well, until next time, guys, take hope and take action and um, get started on the journey if you haven't already. Thanks for listening to Porn Free Radio at pornfreeradio.com. To work with Matt one-on-one, go to pornfreeradio.com forward slash coaching and help us get the word out by subscribing to Porn Free Radio in iTunes and leaving a rating and review.